You are now tuned in to Today with Pastor Jay on WNZF News Radio, where we discuss inspiring and informative news. And now here's your host, Pastor Jerilyn Denny. Good morning, good morning. Wake up and good morning. It's a beautiful and blessed morning. We certainly are still here. The storm did not take us out. And I'm just going to take a minute, just a half a quick minute, because my guest in the studio is Mayor David Alpha. And I want to thank you for all that storm preparedness that you had done for the city. of. Good morning, Jerlyn. But don't thank me. You've got a staff at the city that rehearses. They get ready for these storms many days. No, they do. They actually get together. They convene an EOC in advance of the storm. Uh They practice their communications. They make sure that all of their technology is working perfectly. Exactly. And they do all this days before so that when the real deal comes, Can I come in like dressed up with a costume and pretend like I'm a hurricane and see if (laughs) Uh, you don't. You don't need. Come to dress, in like a hurricane. You don't need to dress up to be a hurricane. <laughs> I, that's a compliment. I think so. That's a really be. good compliment. <laughs> and we're not going to be talking so much about that today. We're going to be talking about the segregation um, that happened in the city of Benel. Yes, this is our part two. And my highly esteemed guest that is on the line, I have the Honorable Jill Woolbright. She's a 28 year retired teacher. 20 years she spent teaching at Benel Elementary School. I want to say thank you again for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me. I also have um, that you can watch and see if you're watching me by way of social media. I have the Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. She is an author, an educational advocate, the former Michigan Civil Rights Commissioner, and was the 2020 candidate Michigan State Board of Education. She has a doctorate in education. I want to thank you also for coming back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And I also have my good friend, Pastor Dwayne Harden. You know, I got to have, look, if you're going to be talking about anything with the African-American community, you got to have the great author and the great pastor of Embassy <laughs> ATL, Pastor Dwayne Harden. And thank you so much for also coming back on the show. Hey, it's my pleasure. You got such great people. I'm glad to be in the number. Well, we're going to get right in it because we have a 30-minute show And if we go on, we may just have to do two. So let's just talk about the elephant in the room. And I'm going to start with you, um, Mayor Alton, because um, you're the only light-skinned guy. And I was talking to Dr. Alveda King the other day, and she um, passed her heart. And I think, were you on that call? No, it was you, Dr. Linda Lee. We were on a She Leads America call. And she was having a conversation talking about we're all chocolate. We have white chocolate, dark chocolate, you know, milk chocolate. So yes. you're you're and, our and white a couple chocolate. of hazelnuts. Yeah, I got a couple. Yes. Of hazelnuts. So that's a good. I like that. So when you heard about the incident at Bunnell Elementary School, what was your first thought? And first, I want to thank you for being brave enough to sit in the hot seat. Well, no, not at all. And I appreciate the invitation. But actually, um, I had a, a phone call with you. Mm-hmm. And you really helped me put my thoughts in order because, you know, I get um, um uh, accosted with a great deal of information in the course of any particular day. So it's always prudent for me to try to get to the source, try to find out the facts and try to hopefully talk to the folks that are actually involved so that I'm not getting an impression or an interpretation. I'd like to get the story because I want to really mm-hmm. make up my own mind. Right. So I think you really, and I thank you for this. You helped me coordinate um, my thoughts about how important this event in history is. In other words, this is not just uh, an incident that happened. This is something bigger than that because I think that this opens the door 
to a much broader, bigger discussion. And I think just by way of the number of folks you have on the show today and the geographies that they represent, you've got people from all over, all over uh, the the country Mm -hmm. coming together to talk about this. So I would hope that that's an indication of how top of mind, how important this is. And I think you and I agreed apathy is a terrible, terrible word. And together we felt that maybe this incident had not gotten to a level where it deserves a conversation from folks at a level that can make a difference, that can influence a change. Let's talk about how this has been heard around the world and around the nation because uh, it's been in the Washington Post, right? Dr. Linda Lee, I'm not sure if you knew that. Um, I spoke with you. I think you were in London at the time that we had spoken on the phone. I was telling you about it. Um, It's been everywhere. But on Sunday... Uh, Laura Loomer sent out a tweet that kind of shake and, and rocked everyone because she has a ton of followers. She had over a million views and I'm starting getting text messages from people going, uh, Laura Loomer just was well, not tweet anymore. What is it called when you're on X? X. X. I've been X. I don't know. <laughs> if I, I don't know if I like the sound of I that. Know. Do you have an X? Oh, that's I, terrible. I, 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 don't go there. That, I mean, I mean, I don't know if I, but what was your first initial thought? From what I saw, she was looking for information on why people were not more engaged and um, in, involved in it, and that the media did not certainly give it enough attention about what's going on. There's some apathy there that she was concerned about. Mm-hmm. She wanted to expose what was really going on with the segregation in Florida at the school. It is certainly not a widely understood event given the the hurricanes and and the like but it certainly should be looked at and viewed all over the country because florida for the most part should be a pinnacle of freedom and uh liberty and, and not uh, a place of wokeness but this is a this is what has transpired here we're looking at the um, schools, and especially when the exposures of DEI, the diversity, equity, inclusion, we're looking at t- black teachers who took it upon themselves, thinking that they have cover uh, to go ahead and have a black assembly. That's pretty much what it's called. And this black assembly was to um, uh, share with children that they need to have um, excellent grades. They need to to do better. And and on its surface, it sounds pretty good. But the reality is is that the teachers were working out of class. They are not life coaches. Mm. And they were working out of order. They did not get permission from the the parents. And so this is what's happening, I believe, across the nation. When parents drop their children off in, in a lot of the urban districts as well, primarily urban schools, but mostly public woke schools, you will find that the parental rights are severed. It is believed in liberal ideology that parental rights are severed when you drop your child off to a public school because somehow there is a severing of your rights and severing of your responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And it is it goes to show that this is going on around our nation. And Florida needs to be examined. This, this issue at this particular school needs to be examined more widely and more broadly. And doctor, if I could just jump in for a second, um, I just want to get this out. I, I really, 
part of what you said really resonated with me. Um, I agree with those points, but also the fact that the folks that organized or orchestrated this, it's my impression, and again, I've not interviewed everyone involved, but I, I think I'm correct, really had no idea that what they were doing was um, out of cue, was was out of place. Now, here's my problem. I want to talk about that. Yeah, so how can how can we be that far off the playing field? In other words, if these folks in their minds thought they were doing the right thing, and yet they're so off base, I mean, that tells me that the pendulum has to be reeled into at least the center. It's way out of whack if something like this can happen and not make top-level international news quickly. Um, well, it did make international well, news quickly. But, but only I want Pastor Harden yeah. to, to answer this because no. this is something that, that's, that really has bugged me, and I want to just get right down to the nitty-gritty. The teacher and the principal. Now, there's a huge movement. Let's get behind the principal. The principal didn't know what he was going to say. It's not a matter of what he said. That's, that's secondary to the fact that we have a high school um, not a high school, excuse me, elementary school principal, whether it was high school, regardless, but an elementary school principal that agreed to segregate students, which let me just put it to you this way. She broke the law. I'm just going to say it like that. Pastor Harden, what's your thought on that? Well, let me let me say something. I, 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 yes, she broke the law. But here's one of the problems that I have. I have a problem that if it would have been the reverse, if white students would have been, I don't care if it was a it was to say how horrible you are or not. If they would have been segregated mm -hmm. and to have a special meeting for nothing but white students to say something, whatever they said, it would have been all over the place. This was a racist situation. Clan, Why did they have, a Klan rally. Yeah. It's a Klan rally. It's a, you know, they're getting special privileges. I don't know how you can be uh, blind to the fact that you're doing something that's that's not proper. Mm -hmm. No one would want their kid to be in a room where their kid is being put put down. I mean, we got this big bullying rally yes. going mm -hmm. on across this nation. Mm -hmm. You can't say nothing to the kids. You can't do this. How do you think that you're going to be allowed to just sit there and strategically, intentionally rather, take kids and speak down to them? Well, do you I, think I it's different been... because it was led by a black man? Because I'm hearing that. Oh, they're just saying this and saying that and you know he was black yeah that doesn't bother me i don't care what color you are you have no authority and no right to berate children in any capacity in any way and to segregate but, them. the pastor used a key term and, and i don't know that this was done uh, um on intentionally but cover i i would hate to think that the cover may just be a a, a byproduct i would hate to think that the teacher used that as well, cover to, let's to, ask to get the away teacher, with it because we've got the uh yeah. honorable jill woolbright here yeah let's let, let's ask hey, jill, jill because jill taught for 20 years at bunnell elementary school jill would you have gone along and, uh, and allowed this to happen no um and i just know my history of teaching back all the way back to my student internships, even in Bunnell Elementary in 1989 until um, my tenure as a teacher and then as school board member. Soon as I heard this, all kinds of red flags started going off in my head. And I was appalled because we in education for many, many years have tried our hardest to not single out 
children. We, you don't single out children by their abilities. We, I even tried real hard not to let anybody know what kind of grades kids got on test papers and just on a single test because that would come back to haunt us from parents. Well, my child felt ashamed because they got an F and so-and-so and so-and-so knew it. You just don't single out children, and you certainly don't single out children to tell them how horribly they've done. All right, well, I've got to take a break, out, though. Single out children, and 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 I don't care what color you are. If it's white on white, white on black, white on purple, black on purple, black on black, or black on white, abuse happens from all races to all races, and that was abusive talk to children. You don't yes. elevate them by putting them down and making them feel horrible about who they are and then look around the room and see it's just appalling to me pastor jay because i spent my entire most of my career over there working with the people in that neighborhood and they can learn and i had students that would go up two levels on the fsa they just need someone to believe in them not right. belittle them all right we got to take a break don't go anywhere guys don't touch that down you're listening to today with pastor jay cool NMLS number 228111, CHL NMLS number 156.22. Hi, this is Steve Verrier, your proven local source for residential home financing needs. We can often say yes when others say no. So if you're having trouble, please let us take a look. You can find me online at thefloridamortgagecenter.com or call direct at 386-866-1112. We're proud to be a sponsor of Today with Pastor Jay. Hey, this is James Bellino, pastor of Church on the Rock, and I want to personally invite you to our services on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Our church is located at Route 1 in Bunnell, and, and we offer a service that seeks the Holy Spirit to be led and guide in the kingdom of God's people coming together to be trained and equipped and then to be sent out into the community. Christ said to make disciples to go throughout the earth, and that's our, our call, and that's our belief at Church on the Rock. Visit our website at churchontherockpc.com. Follow Faith in Flagler for daily videos from Flagler County Faith Leaders. Hi, I'm your host, Brian McMillan. You can find the show on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Thanks for watching because building faith strengthens our community. Hey, this is Stephen, co-founder for Operation 22. And this is Chase, co-founder and marketing director for Operation 22. And this is Dennis, Director of Operations for Operation 22. We want to invite you out to our inaugural poker run, September 16th. We'll be starting at 10 a.m. at Iron Horse Saloon. Come visit our website at operation22.com so you can get signed up for the event. Come help us and support the Stop Veteran Suicide. Together we heal. I want to give a thank you and a shout out to Steve Arier, the FloridaMortgageCenter.com and Church on a Rock for sponsoring Faith with Pastor Jay. If it wasn't for you, I couldn't be on the air, so thank you. I do want to say that um, Speaker Renner, um, who was the Speaker of the House for the Florida House, um, from the beginning of this, I had been sending him messages and, and letting him know and informing him of what has been happening here in Flagler County. And when I sent him the um, the flyer that I was going to be doing a prayer service and all that at the Benoit Elementary School, he said, that's good. You know, the children need prayer. And then he said, wait, wait, hold on a minute. And then, of course, I'm adding my vernacular to his. He said, is this true? Because I guess he had been seeing this stuff and he was like, he, it didn't dawn on him. He was out of town and everything, but he was just thinking this possibly couldn't be true. So I do want to thank him for his attention to the matter because 
um, his involvement. He alerted our state department of education immediately, which began their own investigation. And his position is very simple. He says that we should never be sorting people by race. You know, we obviously want to help students who are struggling academically, but to suggest that this was only an issue for black students, he finds it very offensive. So I want to thank Speaker Renner for speaking out about that. Also, I want to give a thank you to um, Commissioner Andy Dance because he was at the prayer meeting. He came to the prayer meeting. So did the Honorable Will Furry. He came to the prayer meeting at the school, holding up encouraging signs for our students. Also, city manager Alvin Jackson, who's um, an African-American, the first African-American city manager for the city of Benel, been very supportive, have been contacting me. And Kathy Heider. Kathy Heider, is she the first black woman to serve? So she is the first elected black councilwoman for the city of Palm Coast. Wow. Yes. So Super that's cool. a big thing. And yep. she you know, has been reading, reaching out, not just to me, but to other other um, leaders within the community, and I'm sure they're all reaching out to our superintendent, the interim superintendent, who is a black woman. And I'm just going to tell you right now, LaShaka Moore has done a phenomenal job. I stand behind her and beside her, and she has my full support. She's done an excellent job. You know, she really, truly. Also, I want to say Christian Ziegler, who is the chair of the Republican Party of Florida. I want to just personally just thank him for his guidance. He knows a lot about school boards and everything that's been going on. He contacted me as well and said, Pastor Jay, what do you need? What's going on? And his, How can his I wife help? is also intimately yes. involved, right? His wife is very intimately. She's a former school board member. She helped start Moms for Liberty. And she working with, what's the name of it? It'll come to me. Leadership Institute. I knew it come, it'll come to me. <laughs> and, yes. And she is a current school board member. Oh, she is still on oh, the school board? Wow, I thought she was like, oh, wow. That's a lot. But anyway, um, Christian Ziegler uh, reached out to me and several people, um, regardless of what their political background is, I just wanted to mention, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for those who came out to support the students. And that's where we are, the students. But let's talk about the lack of, I don't want to get involved in the race. Uh, not the race. Well, the race talks because that's really what it is. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to talk about um, what's going on in the city of Benel. Um, I'm an elected official or I'm running for office. That's not my thing. I'm very disappointed uh, about the people who said I don't have anything so, to do with l- it. If I may, let me I know this wasn't the order. Let me jump in first because I think it'll be a good intro. OK, so. Why didn't more elected officials and other, let's call it community stakeholders, stand up right away? Well, so, not stand up right away. They're not standing up at all. Well, I right. mean, Mayor uh, Alfin. Stand up at all. Well, okay. Because you know, okay, you're here. Yeah. So okay. let's so talk about why that. Why didn't they stand up? So let me, let me tell you what I think. This is an opinion. Okay. <clears throat> I think over time, government has become fractured. And what I mean, compartmentalized. So – I am the former uh, president of the Flagler County Education Foundation, which just means that I have a little bit of understanding of, of the school district, having spent 10 years with them. But what happens is you've got a city of Palm Coast as an example, a city of Benel as an example, a Flagler County Commission as an example, and a school district. Now, what happens is each of these governments, quasi-governments, tends to run their own course. What's not happening is you're not getting a collaboration. You're not building a village out of all of the residents. The problem is that we all 
depend on each other. We all depend on the school district. Without a good school district, we are nothing. So the problem is each of these elected officials needs to 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 extend their hand and talk to their oh, counterparts wow. and start to work on these issues together. Uh, wow. Wow. Uh, Dr. Linda Lee, I mean, did he just say that? He said it. But I, I want to give a different perspective. Okay. Because you're dealing with the root cause of why there is indifference or fear. Fear and indifference uh, go hand in hand. And when you cry um, discrimination, as the pastor has indicated, if it was an all-white group, we would see CNN, MSNBC, all the alphabets mm-hmm. at the school district um, and somebody saying, did one of the children wear a Trump uh, MAGA hat? So if, if this was an all-white assembly, it would be very different. And so there is a, being a former Michigan Civil Rights Commissioner, this is a civil rights issue. So I would suggest that you do not leave the investigation to the school district to investigate themselves. I would have the Florida Civil Rights uh, Department of Civil Rights come in as well, and at the U.S. Civil Rights Department of Civil Rights, the federal civil rights, look at it. This is a problem with indifference and in fear and this uh, move toward diversity, equity, and inclusion where black folks who are acting actors in racial discrimination are not held accountable for their racial, racist actions. They're not held accountable because there is a presumption that somehow black people cannot be racist in this country. And Mm. so we must bring attention to the issues. It has been going on too long and too far where black folks believe that. And they they have this indifference where how can I be racist as a, uh, a black person? How can I be held accountable for racial discrimination? Mm. And if you want to move it even farther, parents and the community will have to engage in lawfare. And lawfare is a different form than warfare. Lawfare allows you to engage in the legal system to get a judgment against the school district so that it can apply to all communities Mm. within the the state of Florida. And, And I'll give you this an example real quick. The... The lawfare is what was used to get a decision from the courts on how people should behave and act. It is what was going on to the U.S. Supreme Court. And those Supreme Court decisions, and my Supreme Court is through God himself, but the Supreme Court of the United States is the the last uh, haven that dictates what behavior should happen. We're not going to be able to change hearts and make uh, lawmakers and political elected officials care about little black children or little white children. It's just not going to happen. But the behavior has to be set in stone. And this is the behavior and activity that will govern our community. So I would engage in lawfare. We are not done with respect to the elementary school and the behavior. There must be a decision from some civil rights a group, and it doesn't require all parents to participate in it. But if one parent says, my child's civil rights were violated 
and there is a judgment against uh, the, the elementary school, then it'll apply to the entire um, school districts within the state of Florida. And that is what you want. It's, that is what you absolutely want. Now, it, it is my understanding that there will be some judgments that's 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 being sought after. Um, and that's something that Benel and our school district is going to have to embrace. So, you know, do- that's definitely going to have to embrace. But I had a question. Someone asked me a question. I was They didn't put it on the news. Praise the Lord. They didn't put it on the news. But I'm going to put it out there, Pastor Harden, because I um, just want to touch on that. Someone asked me, what was your initial reaction when you found out that it was a, a black man that segregated students in an attempt to help them? And my response, Pastor Harden, I'm going to tell you what I told them. I said, well, all skin folk, not kin folk. Right. <laughs> exactly what I said. And and because just because they look like me does not mean they think um, for the betterment of all of us. And I'm going to give you this uh, comment. What do you think? Well, I, I agree. I mean, I think when you told me that it was that it was black people, I was floored. Um, I, I remember that because I, I when I was a kid, I grew up and I told you this story. But uh, my my third, no, my fourth, third grade teacher told us um, the the only chance that black people had for a president was Martin Luther King. And he's dead. So you guys can hang it up. Mm. And at that point. If I had any aspiration for becoming a president or some kind of official like that, I, I put it all to the side because I was like, Martin Luther King is dead, you know, and um, um, and I've missed the opportunity. That opportunity is gone because a teacher's influence is great. That's why you can convince kids to be transgender now mm-hmm. because the teacher is standing mm-hmm. up there supporting it and reading books. The teacher's influence is great. And so when that happens, I don't care what color you are. Uh, I had one tell me I would rather you flip hamburgers than to go and finish getting your college degree. Um, and that that had an effect on me. Thank God for my mother, because my mother said, if it kills me, you're going to finish college. And when she said that, I was determined to finish college rather than to see her die. So it was like uh, th- that 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 words matter. Information like that really does matter. So I was floored to hear that it was somebody who looked like the students, uh, so to speak. All right. Well, we're going to talk about that on part three of the show because we got to wrap it up. Talk about healing. I'm launching an initiative. I am one three nine one four. I want to thank you guys and please join me on the next show. Um, this is great conversation and topic. We got to continue until next week. You know what I say? Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not promised. What are you going to do today? You're going to remember that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God bless you. Have a great day.